0: About finances, and I have to say this up front because this series has nothing to do with what we, we the church, what we want from you. This, this, what we're going to talk about in the series is what we want, what I want for me, what I want for you, what we want as the corporate body, what we want. Uh, to be able to, is to be freed up from this because this idea of being strapped, and J.D. mentioned it, is that a lot of us, uh, we feel really bound up um, financially, and, and we feel bound up relationally, um, we feel bound up emotionally, and we don't have a lot of margin. We don't have a lot of wiggle room. Um, our calendars are full. They're maxed out. And there's just, we're just strapped in so many areas of our life. And I really believe that if we would go to the source, God Almighty, and what he offers to us through Jesus Christ, this freedom and this hope, that we can start to experience that, those, those straps, those bonds that are holding us. We can start to experience those things being freed up. You know, too many of us, I think, and I think it's just the American mindset, is that if we just get more money, that that money is going to create more margin in our life. I'm going to have more time to do this, and I'm going to have more opportunities to do that, and we're going to be able to go here and go there and buy this and buy that, and we're going to have all this margin. But I think most of us know that in the pursuit, to, you got to do something to get the more money, and what that does is it starts to put a squeeze on us in our relationships m- emotionally physically it starts to take a toll. And so a lot of us are just, we're just bound up, we're strapped. And so we want to talk about that today. We want to we find margin, and it doesn't come often from getting more cash. Um, it might in the short term. Um, but I believe that it's something much bigger than this. This is about uh, the kingdom of God. And when we are people that truly have margin, like we really do have margin emotionally and relationally and financially, that we're actually much more usable to God. You know, we're, 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 I think we're a little more available to God. I mean, how often have, have you thought to yourself, man, I would, I would do so much more. I would do more for God. I would do more for the church. I would do more for people that are in need. I would do more for the people that when I see something on TV or I read some magazine and my heart kind of hurts about it and I think I would do more if, if I had more. And so, you know, as I'm talking today, you might be thinking, no, I'm not strapped. We're doing okay. We're not strapped. We've got a little bit of margin. But if you've ever found yourself saying, I would do more but, I wish I could do more but, I'm looking at my calendar, I'm looking at my checkbook, I'm looking at my relationships that are already maxed out so I really can't give you this person more than I feel like you are needing right now. If you've ever found yourself in that place, I think that's a really good indicator that you might be strapped. That's my that's my universal sign for this is strapped. I don't know what that that's an indicator. I don't know. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever done anything dumb with money? Anybody here? Raise your hand if you ever done anything dumb with money. Wow, we got fairly fairly honest group of people here. Now, hang on. Look around at the people that didn't raise their hand. There might be a few. They're going to be offering a seminar after the service today, <laughs> on one of two topics: one being how not to be dumb with money, or two, how to lie in church. <laughs> so just decide which seminar you want to go to. And that I've done dumb stuff with money. Um, Bn—that's before Netflix. Um, what I did, Bn is there was this, um, it's kind of, it's just a nice little pleasant family series that Disney did years ago that I I watched at one point, and I thought, I want to get that again. It's just nice, and and it was called Five Mile Creek, and I couldn't find it anywhere, and so I went online to find one, and they had one coming from Vietnam, and I thought, that sounds great, and so, because they were going to fix this up, and so they send it to me, like, 20 DVDs, you know, coming from Vietnam with Five Mile Creek from Disney, because that's where Disney sends all their stuff out of, right? And, um, and so I get it, and it's like, they like photocopied black and white labels and stuck them on there, and it was in all these like little cheapy plastic sleeves, and it was just, Drew laughed at me, and he's like, you're just so dumb. <laughs> that's just dumb. And, like, they missed, like, episodes, there's, like, missing episodes, and sometimes the volume wasn't on there, and I was just like, and I paid a lot of money for this, this was, you know, BN, you know, before Netflix, so you paid more money for that, but um, I've bought cars on a whim, three of them, I have a, I have a support partner over there that's done the same thing, we laugh about it, Um, I mean, just on a whim, like, I want to go check out this car, and I leave in a different car, you know, and it's, Oh, so I, don't, I have done dumb things with money. I think, I think most of us have. Um, and what it does, in the moment, it might seem like a great idea. But often what it does is it ends up leaving, leaving us strapped. I mean, the car payment that I am making today, it has a portion of a really dumb car payment I made back then, because trade in, trade in, you know. So we carry it with us. Here's the key verse for this whole series. Proverbs 22, 7 says this, Just as the rich rule the poor, here's the key part of this verse I want us to hear, so the borrower is servant to the lender. The borrower is servant to the lender. The, the borrower, the one who is debt, is in debt, is going to be a servant to whomever lent them the money. And the Hebrew word translated there actually for servant is this word ebed. And what it actually means is to be a slave. It means to be in bondage to whomever loaned you the money, whoever paid your debt or carried your loan for you. And so here's this person who is borrowed and they're in debt, they're in bondage to the one they owe money to. And that's why we've named this series Strapped, because that's what it's to be in bondage, it's to be tied up. And I think most people, like I said, we don't go around admitting, I'm, yeah, I'm totally strapped. I am such a slave. I am such a slave when it comes to money. I am, I am just all wound up about this. Um, but, like I said, you might start to hear comments like, you know, we'd really love to start a family, but we just can't afford it. We'd really love to get married, but we just can't afford it right now. You know, we, we say these kind of things. I would, I would give more. I would tithe regularly. I would, I would help others, but I just don't have enough. And this is what we do. Here's, um, here's four statistics that are astounding to me. Um, not because I can't believe it's not true, but because I'm part of living these statistics. Uh, the first one is this. The average household debt in the United States is... 136% of the household income. So we'll just figure that out there. Whatever the average American is making, they're in debt for that much, plus another 36%. Second stat, uh, the average credit card debt is $14,517. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, hey, I'm above average, that's not good in regard to this statistic. That's not a good thing, okay? Okay? Yeah, so there's a stat right there. Third stat, the average 21-year-old owes $12,000 in debt. But you just add seven years to that person's life, by the time they're 28, the average 28-year-old owes $78,000 in debt. That's a lot. I mean, no wonder people are struggling relationally and emotionally um, because they're carrying around this this weight of debt in their life. Uh, Here's the last stat, and again, it's just another one that just goes, wow, and it's true. The average number of U.S. households living from paycheck to paycheck is 55%, and some would even actually say uh, almost up to 61% of of the households in the United States are living paycheck to paycheck. So if that person lost their job, didn't get their paycheck that month, here's what happens. You aren't able to make your car payment. You're not able to make your house payment. You're not able to pay your rent. Um, I mean those are the big ones. Then you're dealing with medical bills. Then you're talking about you're at that credit card debt for that, you know, seventy eight thousand, you know. I mean, and this is where people are. This is where we are. So you feel it, are you feeling the you feeling the straps and they're getting a little bit tighter and a little bit tighter? So what that means is that if 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 we are average, if our church is average, then fifty percent of us in this room are in that boat of the paycheck to paycheck. We're in this boat. But if it didn't come in on the 1st or the 15th or the 30th or whenever it comes, we're in trouble. This is where we are. And I know that, that we're not... You know, you're not super stoked about this message or this series. You know, you're like, Yeah, I can't wait to be there. It's awesome. You might even be thinking to yourself, I think we're just gonna wait until March and come back for the next series. And that's your prerogative. But but here's the deal. This is why I think we're talking about this. Here's why I believe we're talking about this is this. Money is the best it is the best outward measurement of your inward spiritual condition. Money is where it shows up. Because you know what? We can all fake a smile. We can all fake a smile. We can look good. I mean, we can look real good, but the problem with looking real good sometimes and dressing real good and, and having everything just right is that you probably put some debt on a credit card in order to look that good. So you might be looking good in the moment, but you might be feeling it. Ugh, how am I going to pay for this outfit? How am I going to do this? I really feel good getting in this car. I mean, it rides Nice. I'm not sure how I'm gonna pay for it, but oh, it's so nice. And this house, I've always wanted to live in this neighborhood. I'm not exactly sure how I'm gonna make the house payment next month. But it sure does feel good to turn in this drive in this, this car that rides so nice with my outfit that looks so good down this street to lead to this house that I've always wanted to be in in this neighborhood. You feel it? And then you go inside, you raise your garage door, and you go inside, and ugh. <laughs> and you bicker at each other, I mean, you feel it, we feel it, and so, you know, we don't like to talk about this, but I believe that it reveals something about us, I really believe that this is an indicator of our heart, because we can fake it with the best of them, but you you can't fake what's going on in your heart, you really can't, and I can't either, and here's the deal about this, um, You know, we don't like to talk about money, kind of like a lot of people don't like to go to the doctor to get a physical because you don't want to get on the scales, you don't want to know what your blood pressure is, you don't want to know what your cholesterol is. If you're not healthy, healthy people don't have a problem going to the doctor, do they? I'll go to the doctor, let's go. I can't wait to hear what all the numbers are. I'm going to feel awesome about it. And it's the same thing about uh, when it comes to finances. If you're financially set and good, and you feel like you have you have given your finances over to God, and you do not feel these these straps, then you're like, let's keep talking about this, and I'm going to nod my head the whole way through. Mm-hmm. But but if we're not, it, it's not that fun. But listen to this. These, this to me just says so much. Um, scripture is absolutely loaded with teaching about money. I mean, we can't even look at all the references today, but two-thirds of the stories that Jesus told had to do with our possessions, had to do with things, had to do with money, what we own or what we desire to own. Two-thirds of the parables that he spoke were about that. One in ten verses in the Gospels. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, one in ten verses in the Gospels deal with possessions, deal with money, deal with the things we own or want to own. There's over 2,300 Bible verses from Genesis to Revelation that deal directly with money. And think about that. If you don't think that's a lot or you're not sure where, where that ranks, that's five times as many, ta- as many verses that speak about prayer. That is five times as many verses that talk about faith. So God knows that this is important. God knows that this is an indicator of where we are. He knows this. Because, so the way we handle money, it's really one of the best outward indicators of an inward spiritual condition. I want us to look this morning as we just start to kind of walk through this series together. And, and I, wa- I want us to just talk briefly before we have communion together about some temptations that come along in regard to, to money, in regard to our stuff and things. And one of the first temptations is this, that we're just tempted, we are very tempted. I am tempted all the time to serve money to serve money and here's what i mean by that we are tempted in one way or another to serve it because jesus said this but, but jesus said this in matthew 6:24 no one can serve two masters you may have heard this verse before if you've been around church at all no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other you will be devoted to one and you will despise the other you cannot serve both god and money notice what jesus said there he didn't say you might not he didn't say you, you may not. He said you cannot, like impossible for you to serve both. And yet we have a temptation to serve money, to serve money over God. And we can't do it. And like I said earlier, we, I think most of us would say, no, no, I don't, I don't serve money. We, we've talked about this in a previous series where we can say, no, I, don't, I do not serve money. Money is not my God remember those comments we made a little while ago? I would do this, but we would do that, but we don't have enough. I would give more, but not enough, strapped. We would like to, but we can't, strapped. Who are you serving there? Who are you bound to? Who is your master? And so I think too many of us, and I'm including myself in this, we are under the power of money and we're serving it and we don't even know it. I mean, think about that for a minute. Think about how many decisions affect your life in such a way and it comes back to money. Think about how many people have a passion to do something else, yet because of the money they make, the benefits that come with it, they stay in a job that they do not love that is draining them but they're bound to the money. So we've got to be careful about this because there is a huge temptation for us to serve money. Now, I will say that there are people who say, you know what? God has put me in a position to where actually I'm able to, I'm able to earn money and I'm able to leverage that and do some things when I'm not at work for the kingdom of God. And I say, if you have, if you have um, peace about that and you, have, you feel good about that, then you keep doing that as long as you know that you've got the margin in your life and that if it came down to it, you would be able to, to say no more. That's for you to, you know, you, we've got to answer that for ourselves, right? So that's one thing, is that we are tempted to, to uh, serve money. And it comes right along with that. The second temptation is that we're tempted actually just to love it. We're tempted just to love money. And this is the one where people really go, hold on, no, 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 no. I don't love money. I love lots of things, but I don't love money. First Timothy 6.10 says this, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. And we're tempted to love money. And, and this is really important. We have to understand this truth. Money is not good or bad. Money is very, very neutral. It is a very neutral thing. Money is not evil. Money is not good. Um, it's just a neutral thing. You can use it for good. You can use it for evil. Money is, is not the problem. It's the love of it. There's a lot of people that think, that, are, that, um, that say, well, I don't love money because I don't have any. <laughs> but, but think about all the things you think about. If I just had some of that money, all the things I would do, I had it so there's like this money worship going on there's a lot of people sit back and go well those rich people they must love money so they're not they're not you know Jesus people no maybe maybe the Lord I mean maybe they're just really good at what they do and maybe they do have margin in their life and maybe they are able to and and they just and they're not loving money they're just good at what they do and they're being compensated for it you know so you can't do the the haves don't love Jesus and the have-nots they're they're really the ones closer to the Lord it's about the love of it whether you got it or not are we are we building an altar in regard to it you know Um, it's the love of the money is where the problem comes in it's not good or bad and most of us you know here's really what it comes down to it's this it's not about how much we make it's really about how much we're spending I mean you look at those debt statistics we just read it's not so much about what we're making if I just made more it's really about what we're spending And and here's the deal, you know, a lot of us, we're just kind of lifestyling ourselves into bondage. It's like we're just making these choices about, I just want, this is what I want, you know, this is what I want to have, and and so I'm going to do it, and even though I'm feeling the straps getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And we do this, and and so we we do these things, and we say, you know, if I just had more, and we're spending more than we make, and and I think that's an indication of of a spiritual need. You know, I think I've heard Dave Ramsey say it. I've heard other people say that comment of if you are spending money you don't have on things you don't need to impress people that you don't really like, it's a good indicator that you're, you're loving money and you're serving that money. And we've kind of lifestyled ourselves into that, you know? And here's where I want, I want us to kind of land today because I know you're kind of going, oh, I mean, I just did my taxes you know. over the weekend. We, we sat down and did this. And, and so we're very excited about money we're getting back, but we also sat down and looked at what we spent and where it's going. And we were just like, oh, man, this isn't good. This, this needs to be better. This is, this is not a very good indicator for Drew and I. And we want it to look differently. So here's where I want us to land. Here's where I hopefully want us to get together in our mind on this, is that um, the reality is this, and I know you might want to push back on it, go, no, Shannon, if you only knew, but I really do believe the reality is that we don't need more money. That's not the answer. I know it'd be nice, what we really need is more Jesus, and I know I'm a paid spokesperson on this, but it's true we really do need more jesus because i think when we uh, let him kind of come in and be uh, you know i don't know what's you know our life coach <laughs> you know we let him come in and start to give us perspective and we start to look at these 2300 verses and we start to look at at, at, at how 2 thirds of the things he said are talking about what we want to own and what we hold on to and what we call ours and we start to look at that and see that and we start to see how he has something different in store for us. He has something different in mind for us. He has something different in heart for us. That I think there would be people that we would start to find the margin in our lives and it doesn't because come because we've got more money. It's because we've allowed Jesus to be more in our lives. And I really think that's where it is. It's about more of him. Because here's what I know, the times in my life when I am just, I am just so tuned in with him, and I am, I feel like dehydrated and desperate if I haven't been in his word and been in prayer, those times in my life that I'm just so in that, I feel the wisdom of God, I feel the peace of God, I have the hope of God, I have the faith in God, and I just start to feel those straps loosen so I really think that's where we need to move. That's where we need to shift as his people. And so here's where I hope that we will all kind of go, all right, let's, let's, let's assess where we are. And it might not be comfortable. But if we need to call it what it is and say, I'm strapped, this is hard. We're in a place where it's not good. And, and I'm tired of, I don't want us to fight about money. I don't want us to fight about, about more or less and all that stuff. I just want us to, to honor God with our lives. Our goal should be, our goal should be that we get to a place where money is serving us while we're serving God. That should be what it boils down to. Is that whatever we're making, whatever coming in, it's serving us so that we can serve God. And I just think I can confess for myself that's n- not the majority of the time. And I want to be at that place. You know, we just spent four weeks talking about following God in our cloud series, and, um, and someone said something to me this past week, and it just made so much sense, and they said, you know, I was with you. I heard everything you said, but so often as you would say something about following God, I would think there's so much more I would be able to do if I didn't have these, ha- these payments on more than one house, cars, and all these other things and they realized that part of the the obstacle in them following God was because they were strapped. So there's a purpose that we put these two series together. Um, Romans 13, 8 says this, as as Justin and and the band come back up and we're about to prepare ourselves for communion, think about this. Think about this as you're about to come and participate in this beautiful sacrament that Jesus gave for us. Hear this verse. Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another if we're going to be in debt let it be in debt because of love let it be in debt because of of the love someone's shown for us because folks that's really where we are I mean there was there's only one debt that that none of us should ever be able to repay but it's been paid for us it's the only one we should ever be in debt to and that is Jesus Christ And what we celebrate today in communion is a sacrificial life, a beautiful, holy, perfect life given in place of ours. Broken where we should have been broken, blood poured out where ours should have been because of our broken lives, because of our mistakes, because of our mess-ups, because of so many just, so many ways in which we didn't live a life in which honored God. And yet that debt has been paid. And it is a beautiful thing. And so as we participate in communion together this morning, I hope that you will think about how you can live a life, starting today, February 1st, 2015. Okay, God, I want this to be different. I want this to be different. I want to honor you with my life. I don't want to just pay you lip service. I want every aspect of my life To be under your lordship. And that means our finances too. Let's pray together. Would you just teach us? Or would you continue to teach us as we walk through this series together, God? Would you just, where maybe some places where it's going to be difficult to talk about. And we just, it's going to be hard, Lord. But I believe that the other side of this conversation, the other side of, of these walls is hope and glory and promise and margin And a life of of much more freedom than we've experienced before. And Lord God, would you please forgive us for putting anything above you. Lord, would you rewire our minds. Would you rewire the way that we think about money. The way we plan and hope for money. And that it not be the end goal. That the end goal be about you. That the end goal be about honoring you. The end goal be about living for you. Living a life that other people and want to know more about you. And the only reason we're able to live that kind of life is because of your son, Jesus, bridging that gap, making that way. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.